Mark chapter 1. Um, this is a uh, second part of a two-week uh, message. So I apologize, or maybe it's a good thing that some of you weren't here a couple weeks ago. You only have to hear half of me speaking instead of the whole thing. But uh, two weeks ago, we looked at Leviticus 13 and 14. And we looked at the law uh, concerning uh, the healing of a cleansed leper. And uh, we looked at how the law, right, was just a shadow of the good things to come, specifically uh, the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. And we looked at how those things that were written of old were for our learning, right? So that the comfort of the Scriptures here might give us hope, even in uncertain times like this, right? There's nothing that can give you peace and hope and comfort like the Word of God. Amen? And so we're going to take a look at this again, this second part uh, today. Remember I mentioned to you a couple weeks ago that even though there was the law concerning the, the, the healing of a cleansed leper or the cleansing of a healed leper, uh, there's no, nothing recorded in Scripture where an Israelite was ever cleansed. We have Naaman, right, the Syrian, he was healed of his leprosy. Uh, but 1,500 years have gone by since then where Jesus now is on this earth and we see, for the first time, him cleanse a leper. And here it is in Mark chapter 1. We're just going to read the last five verses, four or five verses of Mark chapter 1, beginning in verse 40. It says, Now a leper came to him, that is the Lord Jesus Christ, imploring him, begging him, beseeching him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Well, one of the things we mentioned a couple weeks ago is that you'll never read any time of someone being healed of leprosy. Right? To show again that leprosy was more than just a, a physical uh, infectious disease, but it, it spoke of spiritual defilement. They looked at the leper as one in which God's judgment was on. And so here you read here as well, and in other places that never a healing of leprosy, but a cleansing of leprosy. And he says, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing be cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once and said to him, Hey, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priest. Remember, we learned that also a couple weeks ago. That was part of the law, right? Only the priest could determine if you were clean or not. You couldn't determine it yourself. And we said that only God, right, can determine if you're saved or not. And so he had to show himself to the priest and he said, Offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely <laughs> and to spread the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city but was outside in deserted places and they came to him from every direction. And the Lord will bless the reading of his word again this morning. Let's just open in a word of prayer. Our Father, we thank you again for your precious word. We are grateful 
for the blood of Jesus Christ, which cleanses us from all sin. We would pray, just as that leper so many years ago, as the, the blood of the sacrifice was applied to his ear, may we ourselves who have been cleansed by your blood be those now who have a desire to hear your word. I would pray that this morning, if we are to hear your voice, that we would not harden our hearts. Lord God, change us. Allow your word to penetrate us. May your spirit of God do a mighty work in the hearts and minds of each one of us here this morning. And Lord, if you be so gracious, I pray that the sun won't be too bad. That even just in the next 20, 25 minutes, you would make a cool breeze to come through here. And that the saints here would not be distracted uh, uh, by anything that would take them from your message this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So there are three things we want to look at this morning in this short passage that we looked at. We want to look at a leper's request. We want to look at a Savior's caress. And we want to look at a warning transgressed. Okay. The first thing we're going to look at is a leper's request. And there are four points here I want to make with this leper's request. One of the things that you're going to see here is that it was a sincere request. The second thing we're going to look at is that it was a submissive request. And then we're going to look at that it was a sure request. And then lastly, regarding this leper's request, we're going to look at that it was a specific request. And so in looking at this leper's request, we, I want you to notice his attitude and how he comes to Jesus. First here, you'll notice that it says, now a leper came to him. That word to there in the Greek actually is a word pros, I believe, that means facing. So he came face to face with the Lord Jesus. And he confronts him. It says that he's imploring him. Right? Some of your translations may say he was beseeching him. Which means it's an urgent appeal. An urgent appeal. In other words, if we could maybe say this in, in our terms today, he's saying, I beg of you, please. He came earnestly and desperately. You see, for this leper, and again, I'm just going to assume that you remember some of the things that we talked about a couple weeks ago, right? Is when it came to the leper, right, all his resources are gone. All his self-reliance is finished. He has been cut off from God and man. He is completely hopeless. As he comes imploring the Lord Jesus, it's as if he's saying, Lord, meet my need. Or Lord, I need you. And so we, we see this sincere, earnest, desperate request of this leper. I want to inform you this morning and perhaps remind you, you need him as well. Are you prepared to come to the Lord Jesus as a beggar? To come low, beseeching pity? The, the leper is really saying, Jesus, 
if you don't help me, I'm finished. I've got nowhere else to go. I can't help myself. Society can't help me. Religion can't help me. Lord, you're my only hope. I'm begging you, Lord, make me clean. This morning, again, I want to remind you that Jesus Christ is your only hope. He is your only hope. You don't have it within yourself to cleanse yourself. You don't have it. Society cannot cleanse you. Religion cannot cleanse you. Only the blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse you from all sin. Oh, how we need the Lord Jesus. How we need to come to Him as a beggar, beseeching pity. Because only the blood of Jesus Christ can make us clean. But not only was it a sincere request, we see here it was a very submissive request. It says that not only did He implore Him, but He he kneels down. He kneels down. There's no pride. There's, There's no arrogance. He's coming to the Lord reverently. And He says this, an amazing statement. It says, if you're willing... There's nothing presumptuous here, is there? there there's no arrogance. He, he doesn't think that He deserves a cleansing. He doesn't think that Christ owes Him anything. You know, people today think God owes them something. God owes you nothing. You owe God everything. In fact, you owe God the very breath that you breathe. Daniel, he says that it's God that holds your breath in His hand and owns all your ways. In Job, it says that in God's hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. God doesn't owe you anything. We owe God everything. This uh, phrase here, if you are willing, there's actually two words in the Greek that, uh, that mean if you are willing. One is a desire that comes from one's reason. Uh, the second is, comes from um, a desire that comes from one's emotions. And the second is being used here. The, the leper is saying, if you are willing, he, he is actually appealing to the tender-heartedness of God. The tender-heartedness of Jesus Christ. In a way, this, this leper is casting himself on the grace and the mercy and the kindness and the willingness of Jesus Christ. If you are willing. I think we need to recognize that God has the ability to heal or do whatever. But we also need to recognize that He has the right to not do anything. (laughs) We need to recognize that we don't know what is best. But God does. 
You know, there are some people today that will claim that God always wants to heal us. That's just not the case. In fact, here, Jesus doesn't even correct the leper when he says, if you're willing. He doesn't correct him. But not only was, is it a sincere request, and we see here a very submissive or humble or reverent request, but it's a sure request. Notice what he says here. He says, if you are willing, you can. You can make me clean. It, this was a believing request. The, the words here that he uses, you can, it actually means to have power, to be able you see, the leper doesn't doubt the ability of the Lord to cleanse. He perhaps, maybe, maybe he heard of the Lord Jesus in his Capernaum ministry. Maybe he heard of the things that Jesus Christ had done. But what he does doubt is his will to cleanse him. If you're willing, you can make me clean. And again, this may seem natural. If we look at the context here, remember we talked about the nature of this disease. I don't know up at this point if Jesus had ever cleansed a leper. This may be the first time. And so perhaps the leper thought that maybe this, you know, was something that Jesus was unwilling to do because of the nature of this disease. But, it all rested on this leper's faith. He never doubted for a moment the ability of Jesus to cleanse him. He says, you can cleanse me. I know you can. I know you are able. I know you have the power to do so. If you're willing. If you're willing. You know, many think that God is unwilling to save them because of what they've done. Many people believe God can cleanse them, but they, they don't know if God is willing to do so. That perhaps the, the sins in their lives are just too great where God not only, not that He can't cleanse them, but that God maybe doesn't want to. <laughs> that God's not willing to. That He doesn't want to waste His time. Nothing could be farther from the truth. By faith, you must believe that although sin has defiled you, that it is loathsome in God's eyes, that God has the power, that God has the ability, and God has the willingness to cleanse you. And that gets to the last aspect of this request. Not only was it sincere, not only was it submissive and sure, but it was specific. It was a specific request. Here he says, you can make me clean. You see, the leper was acknowledging a need that he had. He says, you can make me clean. Remember here, with this idea of leprosy, many times it, it would start off with something small. Maybe a white spot on your skin, a nodule, something but then it would continue to grow and grow and grow. Sin is like that. Remember Adam, 
It was just one sin. <laughs> one sin back there in the garden. And it spread to the whole human race, didn't it? I can't remember my first sin. Can you? <laughs> Sometime when I was a baby or a young child, I defied or de uh, was defiant to my parents perhaps. Maybe I said no. But I, I can't remember what my first sin was or the millions of sins I've committed since then. But we know how we sinned at a young age and then it just continued to grow and grow. In fact, I'll tell you this, with my children, whether you believe this or not, I've never had to teach them to say no. I didn't teach any of them that. I, I actually never have instructed my kids to lie. But they know how to do it, don't they? Because it's in them. It's in every one of us. No one can calculate all of the sins committed in their lifetime. I can barely calculate the sins I've committed today. You see, just like leprosy, it started small, but it has continued to grow and grow. Oh, listen, if nothing else today, I think one of the things that we can learn from this short story here is this, is what sin looks like in the sight of a holy God. Last week, I talked to you about the four, the way leprosy is a picture of sin, right? And we talked about the four eyes. We said it was an inward disease. We said it was an insufferable disease. We said it was an isolated disease and it was an incurable disease. I'd like to add one more eye today. His leprosy is also a picture of sin in that it's an insensitive disease. It's an insensitive disease. Leprosy would actually cause nerve damage at the end of your fingers and perhaps your, your toes. That's why eventually you would lose parts of your fingers or your feet because the, the nerve endings would be damaged. And so they say that uh, lepers could actually place their hand in fire or they could actually fall down and, and injure themselves and feel no pain because they become insensitive to it. And so they actually have something that has harmed them, it's damaged them, but they don't know it because they become insensitive to it. Those receptors in your body that tell you, hey, listen, that's not good, sends pain to your brain. They didn't have that luxury. And so they become insensitive to things that are actually damaging them. Listen, sin is so much a part of our lives and a part of our society that we just become used to it. We become insensitive. We become desensitized. We play around with things that harm us and we don't even realize it. The way that you have been living is hurting you. It's been wounding you. It's having an adverse effect on you morally, physically, financially, socially. It is an insensitive disease. Don't think that you can sin and get away with it. Don't think that sin doesn't have an effect on your life on your family, on your home. It does. It defiles everything. 
there was only one end for the leper, and that was death. Leper knew that. Remember, we, we talked a couple weeks ago that one of the things they would do is they'd rent their clothes, right? They'd tear their clothes as a way of saying they were grieving the death of themselves. They knew that the only end for them as a leper was death. Listen, church, leprosy only affected a few individuals, but sin affects every individual. I'm going to say that again. Leprosy only affected a few individuals, but sin affects every individual. When one sees the loathsomeness of sin, what sin looks like in the sight of God, you realize that you need to be cleansed. You need a Savior. And that's what this man did. It was specific. It was personal. You can cleanse me. And you know what? It was brief. In the original, there's only five words in that original language. And his request to Christ was just five words. But there's so much in there that we ourselves can be encouraged with. So we see this leper's request. Let's look at a Savior's caress. First here, notice that in verse 41 of Mark chapter 1, it says, Jesus was moved with compassion. Listen again, let me remind you, this leper was one of the untouchables of society. Nobody wanted anything to do with them. They were one of the unlovables. They were the outcast. I want to tell you this morning, it does not matter what society thinks of you. It does not matter what your family thinks of you. God loves you. God loves you. Society may cast you out, but I want to tell you this morning that Jesus Christ cares for you. You know, genuine compassion has no limits. True compassion reaches even to the lowest level. Compassion is, is always necessary when working with people because we all fail. We make terrible mistakes. We commit terrible sins. It is our natural inclination and the easiest to move towards contempt of the down and outers. That's what the Pharisees did, right? But we need to move towards compassion. Just like Jesus. You see, when we don't have compassion, it is because we think that we are better than others. We think that they're in that situation because of some fault of their own, and we wouldn't have done whatever it was that got them into that position. Perhaps the reason we don't have compassion sometimes is because of pride. But the Savior here is moved with compassion. And it says that He stretched out His hand and He touched Him. Now you remember Jesus here. There were instances in Jesus' 
uh, ministry here on earth where people were sick uh, miles away, right? And Jesus simply spoke and they were healed. Jesus had the power to do that. But here, with this vile, loathsome leper, he touches him. Perhaps this was the first touch of a human hand the leper ever experienced. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that the first real kind touch from a human hand for this leper came from the very Son of God? The Son of God Himself reached out and touched this leper. Now the interesting thing is when you look at some of the Greek there and some of the language What you have to understand is that as Jesus spoke and as He reached out and touched Him, the leper was cleansed simultaneously. In fact, in Luke, it doesn't say that He said. It says that Jesus reached out and touched Him saying, I am willing, be cleansed. So here Jesus, as He reaches out, just the very thought of Him wanting to cleanse the leper, seeing the faith of this leper, the leper is cleansed. And Jesus reaches out and touches this leper. Still, we know the law, right, regarding leprosy. Anyone that touched a leper would become unclean. And so it's interesting to me that the only way that you could actually touch someone or something unclean and not become unclean yourself is if you make the other person or thing clean. Right? In other words, you can't both stay the same. Haggai talks about this where they would carry the holy meat, right? And he said, listen, if you happen to bump into some oil, right? Just because you're carrying holy meat, does that make the oil holy? Wow. Does that make the oil holy? And they're like, of course it doesn't. Right? You can't have something clean, touch something else that's not clean and make it clean. However, the opposite is true, right? is that if that person touches something that was unclean, you become unclean. So it's just fascinating to me that here the Lord Jesus, even though He touches what they would perceive as unclean, He's able to actually touch Him and make Him clean, proving again His deity. Only God could do that. Only God could touch this leper transferring cleanness onto the leper who was unclean. You know, uh, the Lord Jesus, not only was He moved with compassion and He stretched out and He touched this leper, but I love what He says, right? He says, I am willing. I am willing. Listen, I want you to know this this morning, that the Lord is more willing to save you than you are to be saved. He is actually more willing to save you this morning than you are to be saved. In uh, Micah chapter 7, verse 19, it says this. It says, God will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities. And He will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. Oh, God is willing. And the Lord Jesus was willing to cleanse this leper. But what we see here is a, a warning transgressed. A warning transgressed. He says this. The Lord Jesus, after He cleanses the leper, He says, but 
first of all, don't say anything to anyone, and then go show yourself to the priest. And we know why is that, you know, that was part of the law, that he had to go show himself to the priest. And I would imagine, based on what we learned a couple weeks ago, that he probably did that, right? If he wanted to be back with the congregation of, of, uh, of the people and of God, he would have to go have the priest pronounce him clean. So I'm sure he did that. But unfortunately, his obedience to Christ was not complete. It was just partial. You see, Jesus said also, see that you don't say anything to anyone. Yep, go show yourself to the priest, but don't say anything. At least from my opinion, in the context here, if you go back to verse 38 of, um, of Mark chapter 1, you will see that um, the disciples are looking all over for Jesus. And they say, listen, we're, we're all looking for you. We've been searching for you. Where have you been? And Jesus states why he's there. He says to him, listen, let, let us go to the next town that I may preach there also. Because of this purpose, I have come forth. You see, the reason Jesus was there is he wanted to preach. He wanted to preach the good news. And because of what this leper had done, now many people were coming to him and wanting Christ to heal them. So that it kind of prohibited him from preaching. And he actually, you'll read uh, in this account that he has to now go to another place because he can't preach anymore because so many people are wanting to be healed. Jesus Christ wanted them to come near to him to hear his words. But everybody clamored in around him just to be healed. You know, I see a lot of that today. I see a, a lot of people that are more interested in the miracle than the biblical. So many people are looking for an experience instead of just being satisfied with what God's Word says, hearing the Word of God. That's the purpose that Jesus came. And unfortunately, Him healing the leper and Him telling everyone it detra detracted from His main purpose. But also, I think there's a lesson for us here too, is that, listen, Jesus has cleansed us, but He wants us to obey Him. Not just partially. He wants us to completely obey Him. He wants us to live a life in complete obedience towards Him. One of the things I just thought of was, and there's lots of ways that we can do this practically, but one of the things that Jesus Christ has asked us to do, for those of us who have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, the very thing, the first thing He asks you is to be baptized. That's an, a, a command of Jesus Christ. If you have not been baptized, if you uh, accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and you've been cleansed, by the blood of Jesus Christ, why won't you obey Him? Be baptized. Let the world know what Jesus Christ has done for you. But certainly, Jesus Christ wants us to live in obedience to Him. Another thing is that faith needs to be followed by obedience. It is not enough just to be cured or to be cleansed. Faith has to be followed by obedience. Obedience is preferred over impulse. Jesus Christ desires obedience. And as we just saw here with this leper, disobedience hinders God's work. 
We don't want to be those who are disobedient to Christ and we hinder what God is trying to do. We don't want to be in God's way. We want to be part of God's work. We want to be used by God. But disobedience hinders that. And so just in closing, I want to remind us again of oh, what sin looks like in the sight of a holy God. Again, you might have to go back and listen to a couple weeks ago again just to, to grab that picture of just how loathsome it was, how insufferable the disease of leprosy was. When one sees the loathsomeness of sin and what sin looks like in the sight of God, you realize that you need to be cleansed. You need a Savior. <laughs> and that's what this man did. This leper knew. He saw his condition and he knew that he needed to be cleansed and that only Jesus Christ could cleanse him. But also faith needs to be followed by obedience. It is not enough just to be cleansed. Jesus Christ wants us to obey Him as well. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank You again this morning for Your sacrifice. We thank You for dying on the cross, shedding Your blood so that we can have forgiveness of sins, that we can be made clean. We thank You that not only do You have the power to cleanse us, not only are You able to cleanse us, but You are willing to cleanse us. Lord Jesus, Thank You that even though we are unclean, You can actually stretch out Your hand and touch us and make us clean because You are God. Pray for each one of us here that, that obedience would be followed by our faith. That we would not be content with just being cleansed. That we would know that, that You want us to obey You in every aspect of our lives. So we pray that as even as we leave here today, help us to be obedient children, to live obedient lives for your honor and for your glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We had another song, but I'm dying up here, so you've got to be dying down there. So I'm going to let you go. <laughs> Feel free to take that song and sing it with your family in the car or when you get home.